0: What's up, guys? It's Arav And this is Arsh. And welcome or welcome back to the fourth episode of the Two Brothers In Their Sports podcast in Season 3. Hope you guys have been having an incredible week. And to kick off this episode, we're going to start off by talking about the NFL Divisional Round, who we think will win each game, and also who's going to be the main player that's going to help the team win that game. Then we're going to talk about Frank Vogel and Russell Westbrook. What's the deal with Russell Westbrook's benching? LeBron's comments after the game, and is Frank Vogel really on the hot seat?
1: So let's start with the Saturday games. First is the Bengals-Titans. I think definitely the best divisional game. I think the best, not divisional game, but the best division game in the AFC. And I think that wow. the Bengals are a top. I said two months ago that the Bengals would make the Super Bowl. And I'm sticking with that prediction. I think that they'll beat the number one seed. Even though the Titans get Derrick Henry back. I think that Derrick Henry is not... Going to be 100%. But even Derrick Henry at 25% is very dangerous. But nevertheless, I'm going to choose the Bengals because of Joe Burrow. I think Joe Mixon will make a huge impact. And then Jamar Chase, the three Js. I think those guys are going to make a big impact. And they will just have a great game. Defensively, they'll also have a pretty great game. I think that Derrick Henry will still run free. but it won't be enough to overpower this amazing Bengals team. But
0: well, I disagree. I think that the Titans are easily going to win this game. I think Derrick Henry, like you said, to quote you, Derrick Henry's going to run free, and I think that A.J. Brown is going to be unstoppable as well because Derrick Henry's going to be playing so well. And I think Ryan Tannehill will have a bounce-back game, and I think he'll end the season on a strong note. I don't think this will be his last game this season because I think they'll win, but I think that having Derrick Henry back, who looked really good in practice in full-on contact practice, I think that... The Bengals are going to have no way, absolutely no way, to stop uh, Derrick Henry. And then the Bengals' offense, I just think that um, the the Titans' defense is going to stifle the Bengals' offense and give uh, Joe Burrow very little time to throw. And we've seen this year when Joe Burrow doesn't have that much time to throw and you put on a good defense and a good secondary to guard Jamar Chase, the deep threat, you don't win the game. So I think that's going to happen, and I think that the Titans are going to win based off Derrick Henry's workload and his incredible game. Now looking to the second game, 49ers versus Packers. The next three games are all, I think, the best. I think the three very good games. So to start with the 49ers Packers, which is the second game on Saturday, um, I think that this game is going to be really really close. But I actually think the 49ers are going to win this game. Who is not? They're not the favorite in this game. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to do another incredible job of scheming against the Packers, like he did last week against the Cowboys. And I think that the 49ers are. I think they're going to play great. The 49ers are. I think Debo Samuel um, on ESPN was saying that he invented a new position called wideback, and I completely agree. He gets 9 to 10 carries a game and typically takes them for 60 or 70 yards and typically a touchdown as well. So I think that's going to happen again, and I think Elijah Mitchell is going to— last week I saw an incredible statistic, Arch. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, Elijah Mitchell has the most yards last week as a running back in the playoffs. So I think that Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel are going to have incredible games and take pressure off Jimmy G. And I think that the 49ers are easily going to win this game because their front
1: four is insane and is really going to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so I think that this is going to be... I don't think that this is going to be a very, very close game, the one that you're making it out to be. I think that this is going to be a pretty... I think a fairly big blowout. Not a crazy blowout, but fairly close. Just like I think the Bengals game will be. And both of these You games, think the
0: Bengals game is going to be a blowout?
1: No, I think it's going to be fairly close for the Bengals. But I think... Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's going to be a fairly close game. But anyway, as I was saying, I think that this game will also be fairly close. A little bit more of a blowout because it's Aaron Rodgers. And I just think that this team will not be able to be... They will not be able to do great when they're facing against a great Packers defense.
0: Aaron Rodgers... It's not I, a great defense. Team. I think
1: that it's a great defense. I think that this team is primed for success and Aaron Rodgers is going to be a big reason why they are.
0: Okay, well, I think the the um the Packers I have David Bakhtiari questionable and if he's out that's a big loss and same thing with Jair Alexander because you need him on Debo Samuel. So if those two are out, I think it's going to be a blowout for the 49ers if they're not. I still think the 49ers are going to win. Now, yeah, I
1: think I I think that Aaron Rodgers, Aaron uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are going to make a huge impact. Devontae Adams maybe, maybe it's gonna to have to be Alan Lazard, but I think that they just all in all are gonna play a great game, a great football game, and it's all gonna be strung together by that one man, Aaron Rodgers. Now, next for the Packers, sorry, next for the Rams Buccaneers game, this is probably the best game of all the of the next four games. And I say this because I think this is gonna be a very close game, and who I think is going to win, honestly, I think it could go either way. But I think that I'm going to have to go with the magical, crazy good QB here, which is obviously Tom Brady. I think you would agree with me that he's better than um, he's been playing better than uh, Matthew Stafford. I, I
0: I would disagree. I say he's. I'm saying he's better. Tom Brady is definitely better. But he's recently he has not been playing better. So I disagree okay, I, with that.
1: I understand why why that might be true for you, but for me, I think that it it just has to be. Um, I think it just has to be him. And really... Has to be Tom Brady. Yeah, yes. yeah. I just don't think that they're, that the Rams defense is going to be able to stop Tom Brady. And I think the same thing for the Bucks defense. They're not going to be able to stop Matthew Stafford. And I think it is going to come down to a game-winning drive for Tom Brady. And we both know Tom Brady is the most clutch player that has ever lived. And I think he's going to do another one.
0: Okay, I disagree. Like I was talking about earlier, that Matthew Stafford is playing better than Tom Brady. And last time the the Rams played the um played the Buccaneers, the score was actually thirty four to twenty four Rams. And I think that Matthew Matthew Stafford had four touchdowns in this in that game, over three hundred yards, and Sony Michelle had twenty carries for almost seventy yards. I think that that trend is going to continue. And I know what you say about Tom Brady in the playoffs; his patented um uh fourth quarter and overtime game-winning drives, but I really don't care. I think the Rams are going to get out to a big lead, and especially with Ronald Jones is expected to be out, so you have Keyshawn Vaughn, and I think the... The um the comments that Aaron Donald made that it's a new year and we respect Tom Brady but it's a new year I completely agree with that and earlier in the season the Rams beat the Buccaneers like I was talking about earlier and I think that the defense of the Rams is going to play great and it's it's really going to be unstoppable Cooper Cup's going to be unstoppable for the Rams uh, I mean for the Buccaneers cornerbacks I think that Cooper Cup's is is a mismatch whoever he plays. Now, the last game, that was the first game on Sunday. The second game on Sunday is, I think, the best game this whole weekend. The Bills versus Chiefs. And the reason I think it's that is because of what many people, I I think it's a battle of the top three, Q, or two of the top three QBs, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. And I think this is going to be an incredible game no matter who, no matter who wins. But I think that the Bills are easily going to come out with a win here. I think Stephon Diggs is going to, Play really really well and i think that the willie gay uh is not going to be in this game because he got arrested but i think that um he's a big part of that chief's defense and when you lose him who's a very good cornerback i mean a very good linebacker um now you just leave barton by himself and i think that um the bills are going to easily take advantage of that i think i expect devin singletary to have another huge game arch like you predicted last week and I expect Josh Allen to have three to four touchdowns because he's Josh Allen is just that great. And I think at this point, at the in, I mean not at this point, but in this year, um, Josh Allen is better than Patrick Mahomes. And I think that the Chiefs defense, the Chiefs passing game, has struggled recently as of late with Travis Kelsey getting into the game and as well as Tyreek Hill playing consistent. So I think that the bail- the Bills will easily take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, I think that this is going to be another very hard game. But I'm going to have to agree with you. I think that Patrick Mahomes just hasn't been up to par this season, yeah. and I think that, I frankly, I just think that, um, that Josh Allen will outplay him, and it's just going to be too difficult of a deficit for him to overcome. It's just going to have to be, um, in my opinion, it's just going to have to be um, Josh Allen's game. And that's what really concerns me about the Chiefs, their defense, like you were mentioning. I don't think their defense is good enough to stop him. And... The, I don't think I, any
0: defense is good enough to stop Josh Allen. Yeah,
1: and I think that the Bills defense is good enough to stop Patrick Mahomes at least this year. I team. agree, yes. I do. So agree. that's exactly why I think they're gonna win.
0: Frank Vogel is on the hot seat for the Los Angeles Lakers and it's been a difficult tenure for him. In twenty twenty they won the championships. And now, after the Russell Westbrook trade, the Lakers have really been in a, a... mediocre team. Yeah, and they've been really disheveled. We've seen LeBron James has really not been playing up to par. Um, that We usually see him play with the Lakers. And Anthony Davis has been out. I think that's a big part. But let's just get right to it. So, at the beginning of the year, I think the main reason why, I've, just to get started... I think the main reason why Frank Vogel's on the hot seat is because this Russell Westbrook trade did not work out. But again, I don't think that this this trade is not Frank Vogel's fault. Arsh, I don't know if you agree with me on that. Um, There were rumors coming out just a day ago that LeBron James and uh, Anthony Davis Push to get Russell Westbrook on the Los Angeles Lakers. So, if that is true, you cannot put the blame on Frank Vogel, and if that's true, I think Frank Vogel is not on the hot seat as much, because I think that the main reason he is, is because of Russell Westbrook. Now, let's go to LeBron James' stats, because I was talking about him not playing as well recently. So, LeBron James, he's really had to pick up the slack lately. He's actually been playing, i I don't know what I said earlier, but I mean I should have said that LeBron James is has been playing a lot better recently because Russell Westbrook has not been touching the ball as much. Now LeBron James has been playing about thirty, a, a, a little bit over thirty minutes per game in the last five to six games, and he's averaging about thirty points per game, which is incredible for someone thirty six years, 36, 37 years old who's not re- who's sort of out of the prime of his career. But again, it's LeBron James, so. That's, I think LeBron James is really picking up the slack. And after the game, LeBron James just kept talking about how he didn't want to really talk about the issue and it wasn't his place to get involved. And then he had to leave the press conference early because he had to go to the movies with his wife, which that may be true. I'm not talking about saying that LeBron's lying. But what I am saying is that LeBron James really didn't want to get involved with this Frank Fogle and Russell Westbrook issue. Now, the Lakers' record this season is. Uh, they're below 500. They're 22 and 23. They're the eighth seed in the uh, Western Conference, and this is a huge disappointment. Same with the Clippers, who are 22 and 24 and 9th, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, the Lakers. Are, they've been playing horrific. LeBron James is the only one that's actually resembled his past self and actually recently Carmelo Anthony has been having to pick up the slack. He played 30 minutes last game um, on Thursday. I mean, not, excuse me, not Thursday. On Wednesday, he played 30 minutes only at 14 points, but he's been having to pick up the slack this season. He's averaging tw- 27 minutes and 13 points per game, which is uh, extremely inefficient. But again, that's due to Russell Westbrook not playing well. And the, for some reason, the Lakers keep giving Russell Westbrook they keep giving him 30 minutes, 26, 31, 26, 37, 26, 28, 27, until they realize that he's hurting their team. He actually got benched on Wednesday. He played 27 minutes, 14 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists. And Russell Westbrook, I think the main reason why Russell, Russell Westbrook is hurting this team is through turnovers. And if he cannot change this problem within himself, he's either going to get dealt or he's going to get benched. And I, it's bound to happen. And that's the only I think that's the only way Frank Vogel will keep his job is if he realizes or if he sticks up to LeBron James and all these people that are saying Russell Westbrook is they need to get him more involved and they say, Okay, Russell Westbrook is hurting our team, we're either gonna we're either gonna have him be a rotational player as a sixth man, we're gonna have him coming off the bench later than that, or we're gonna deal him before the deadline because he's not working with us.
1: Yeah, I agree. Russell Westbrook this just really hasn't panned out. And now we're reverting back to his nickname, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Because every game, it seems to be a blooper reel of Russell Westbrook every game with a tremendously bad turnover. He takes so many shots too. It's not like he's trying to help his turnovers. He just misses so much. Exactly. And he. I think that LeBron maybe should start bringing up the ball. I think that they would be a great team. Remember, they were his favorites to win the finals. And then now they're a five hundred team. It's just not. They're below five hundred. Exactly. It's just not a good showing for Russell Westbrook. And they need. They thought they needed Russell Westbrook to take the next step after last year, but really it just didn't. He's had them regressed. It's exactly. It's just been regression. Regression from him, from Russell Westbrook. And I think that needs to be fixed immediately.